Welcome to another episode of the Faith-Filled Friday podcast. The Faith-Filled Friday podcast is a podcast that supports the Faith-Filled Friday hashtag. And Faith-Filled Friday, the hashtag, the podcast is all about redeeming social media every Friday and using it to promote the one thing that all Christians can agree on. I hope you know what that is. So I'm Steve Samuels, and coming in right now to join us live, at least live to me, um, via the telephone is Carolina Bartholomew. Hey, how's it going, Carolina? Hey, Steve. Hey, everyone. Hope everyone's doing well. Well, I'm doing good. And uh, hey, you know what? Um, Before we get into the formal part of our um, time together, we actually did something this past weekend we have not done in a long time. Yes. And that is, we actually saw each other. Like, I saw Carolina. Basically. What, what's that? In the flesh. In Basically. the flesh. <laughs> yes. It, it had been a long time. And we made sure that we were doing everything by the book in terms of protocols and what have you. And this is what I said to myself on Saturday. The one thing I want to share when we sit down to do the podcast, above all else, has to be the game that our kids played, which actually was the support of the, the whole COVID protocol idea. We know how hard it is if your parents to keep them mindful of uh, the whole idea of, hey, guys, pandemic, you know, six feet, masks, and so on and so forth. So we came up with an idea of how they can play together and still maintain their distance and still make sure they're doing everything by the book. And uh, so we created a game called um, Oven Mitt Tag. That's it. Oven Mitt Tag is what we actually uh, came up with as a game. I don't know if you can actually visualize how you would play this game just by virtue of the name of the game. But uh, for those of you who are like, okay, Steve, what are the rules of Oven Mitt Tag? In case you want to play it yourself one weekend with your friends, basically it's tag, but with oven mitts. And here's the thing about this game is so awesome. You want to keep distance from the other kids, right? Because it's tag. You don't want to be near them. So you're running away from these kids that are it. And if they do get into that six foot area, they tag you in other words. Okay, turn around, go after them. But they run away from you, right? So I thought, this is so ingenious. Plus, if they actually did touch you, you're wearing oven mitts. Therefore, you're COVID compliant as well the entire time. So I thought this is the ultimate outdoors, if you got a lot of space, game to play while we're in the COVID era. And you have young kids who like to, you know, unbeknownst to them, kind of cross the line every so often because they're kids after all, right? So, parents, if that is something that you think would make your next um, COVID party uh, a little more COVID-friendly, go ahead and use that. You can pretend it was your idea. We don't mind. And hopefully, it will help make sure that you are COVID-compliant every time, okay? You're quiet now, aren't you? You're not saying anything here. Come on! We had had a great time that the kids played for... I think two hours before it started to rain and oh, we had yeah. to get in our cars and go. But, uh, you know, they, they just played the entire yeah. time. They just chased each other back yes. and forth. It was so good to see the kids out running around, playing, spending time with their friends, yes. you know, and uh, in a safe way, right? Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. yeah. I'm just so thankful 
that uh, we we have the opportunity to do that coming to your place. It's such a oh, blessing, yeah. right? So. Yeah. Well, I have to say, I was trying to get laughs out of that. You know what's funny? Whenever I try to be funny, I bomb every time, okay? <laughs> if I see, And now I'm not trying to be funny and you're laughing. That is Steve Samuels in a nutshell. I try to be funny, ain't, ain't happening. I try to be serious. Why are you laughing at me? Like, come on, this is serious stuff here, you know? So I give up. I can't do it anymore. Anyway, all right. Let's, let's be serious for real here now and get into um, this week's topic. I think what we're going to do is share something that I at first was assuming maybe you listening right now know, but maybe you don't. And it is the backstory of how Faith-Filled Friday became a thing because there's this whole backstory to it. And it's funny because it ties in with the more recent news of uh, another shooting, unfortunately, a while back now. And uh, I will begin by sharing with people who may not know about um, this one morning when I kind of I woke up and I thought, you know what, I got to do something, got to say something. And little did I know back then that that morning would become this moment. So think back to the end of May when you probably heard the news. I'm sure you did. Who didn't uh, hear eventually the news of George Floyd dying? I did, and it just hit me, unlike any other news of any other death of any other black person. By the way, I should just probably put it out there right now, I'm black, okay? So anytime you hear of a black person dying, it's going to be jarring in this kind of a situation for me, but this one really hit home. And of course, it hit home for a lot of people because it became a global movement, and it became something that actually is still top of mind months later, something that actually was such a massive moment in history, really, that it actually almost bumped COVID-19 right off the front page of our newspapers, if you will. And so in that climate, okay, with George Floyd still very much at the forefront of our minds globally now, People were sharing all over the place on social media. They were sharing on Facebook, where I go mostly, their own stories having to do with being black. I'm referring to, of course, black people. They would go online and they would talk about, you know, this is my experience, this is what I've gone through. Um, there were some people that went online, you know, I'm, I'm not black, but I'm married to a black person. Here's what I see them go through. Here's what I go through because we're married and I love this person. And so all this was being expressed Numerous times by numerous people, but I didn't say anything. I didn't share anything. And then one day, um, one Sunday morning, I woke up. I got out of my bed. I walked into my living room and uh, said to myself, you know what? Very soon, I'm going to watch my morning service in my church. So while I'm waiting, I go out on my deck. And uh, it's beautiful out there. The sun is shining. It was the first really nice, warm day. Everything's green everywhere. Uh, birds are chirping, literally. My wife's garden is flourishing. I couldn't hear a car. I couldn't hear a person go by. I heard nothing at all other than birds chirping, okay? And it was so beautiful, so peaceful. And I took my phone out to kind of record the moment. And then I said, you know what? This world's so full of tension right now and pain and hurt and anger. Why don't I post it on social media? And it was going to be the first post of any kind in weeks, maybe longer than that, maybe months, because I don't, I don't go on. Well, back then, I didn't go on very often at all. 
And so I was going to go on with this post and I said, you know, hey, people, friends of mine online, this is for you to just enjoy, you know, wherever you are right now, just sit down and just like focus on this video, not very long, and just enjoy the moment, enjoy the peace, enjoy the tranquility that comes in this kind of environment that I'm in right now. And um, I added on afterwards, hey, I didn't say anything to this point in time about George Floyd. I think I will. I'll do it on Friday. That was Sunday. Because I just thought it's so weird to not say anything at all. Then the whole world says things. And then you do finally post something. And what is it? Birds chirping. Bees flying around and getting nectar and a whole bit from their buds of the trees and all that. I just thought, okay, you cannot pretend this world is not an upheaval right now. It is. So address it. Because... You're a black. Why be the only black guy on the planet not saying anything about George Floyd? And it wasn't just George Floyd that I was um, heavy about either. So I wanted to really figure out how do I actually unpack what I'm feeling in a way that makes sense. So two, three days of thinking about what I wanted to say, how I wanted to say it. And finally, I did a 17-minute video. That was when I first said out loud... I wish we would just take one day as Christians and put aside all of the different thoughts that are running around out there on social media. And we all know what they are, right? You know, black lives matter, all lives matter, wear a mask, don't wear a mask, go to school, stay at home. I mean, for everything you can share and speak about, there's a anti-side to it that someone is as adamant about and as passionate about as you are when you're on your side. And in that environment, in that climate, I just wish that we would just one day a week stop doing this because I saw people online that I knew, Christians that I knew fighting as they expressed whatever they were expressing because they were so sure of the fact that they were right in their um, belief, they were sharing that's when I said, what do I do? How about I just start posting things online that hopefully will bring a new climate to online activity? And that's where Faith Fill Friday came from. What I'm trying to do is encourage other Christians to post something, if not what I post, and something else. It could be the video or the social post or whatever I post on the Faith Fill Friday page. You can use that. That's kind of the idea. Put it out there in case you need something. But if you have your own thing, then share that. If something you read or watched or heard blessed you this past week, share that. And let's come together online and kind of like create a wall, if you will, of spiritually positive activity that will just come against the negative activity we see out there right now. So do that, people. That's, that's kind of like, like your weekly homework, okay? Your takeaway for the week after you hear a podcast. We, we upload them on Thursday, so you are reminded to do this on Friday. Go online and post something that's going to be faith-filled and faith-building, something to edify your brother and sister, even the one that you may be having an issue with because you're on opposite sides of an argument. Share it, and you never know. They might be blessed by what you share. Plus, you might bless someone who does not know Jesus and they're living now in this time of uh, fear, of anxiety, of tension. You can bless them with your post. So 
post something online and make sure it's faith-filled and bless someone else with it too. On Friday, we'll continue to do the posts. On Thursday will be the podcast. My hope is that one day, Wednesday for sure, will be a live uh, off of Facebook that I will do. I'm not sure when, in the fall sometime. And uh, so that'll be Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. And then Monday and Tuesday, I'm hoping to add two more things to that. And then we'll have something posted every single day that is faith-building and Christ-centered and Christ-honoring, okay? And if you want to post your stance about masks, for or against, how about on a Thursday? How about on a Saturday? However, if you feel you must share it on a Friday, okay, share both because you can do that, right? And um, yeah, just give your social media account that one break and what you might be normally posting right now regarding any hot topic online today. So that hopefully for anybody, it might be for you a repeat of what you already heard, what you already know. I apologize for that if that's you saying that. But if you're new, then I want you to just understand the backstory behind Faith-Filled Friday, why we're doing it, what uh, the goal ultimately is. The goal ultimately is to just have Friday be the day where we as Christians put aside whatever differences we have and instead we unite around Christ himself. And um, if I left anything out, Carolina, then go ahead and just kind of like jump on and help me out here a little bit, all right? Well, <clears throat> I was thinking that um, also you, uh, if you could use the hashtag, yeah. hashtag Faith Heal uh, Friday, I think that would kind of get uh, people more yes. uh, engaged in, in actually wanting to, to really uh, be a part of, of a movement that is really meant to change the culture of, social, of the social media that we, that we experience today, mm-hmm. uh, which is a, a culture of fear and consumerism. And these are not the things that we are to be thinking about. I mean, we, we know from Scripture that we are supposed to set our, our, our eyes and our minds and our hearts on things that are, that are heavenly, things that are Christ, things that are being Christ-like. And uh, the hope is that that will eventually uh, pick up and take off and that other people around the world will, will start considering that, hey, you know, we can change the culture, but we have to actually do it together and collectively. Yeah, so true. And I wanted to actually make sure that we have time for you to share what you wanted to share on. And uh, if you feel like just kind of jumping in now and segueing yeah. into the thing you wanted to share, go ahead. Yeah. Amen. So, um, so yeah, so just going kind of back to what Steve just shared uh, just a few minutes ago in regards to um, uh, George Floyd. So um, the, the morning uh, after that happened, um, Steve and I, uh, along with our pastor and our home church elder, were uh, getting together online to discuss uh, every morning. We'd have a coffee clutch and just kind of discuss our day, we, we might pick a, a certain topic or, or, or whatnot. But the day after that happened, I remember being uh, on the Zoom call we were both on. We were all on it. And just the, just the sheer pain of knowing that this in, very unjust thing had happened, just the emotional pain of knowing that this is not the first time that it's happened, it's not the last time that it's going to happen, uh, and how do we respond um, as believers? And I remember uh, just feeling very uh, kind of shut down because I grew up in a really rough part of Toronto where police brutality was very common. So you kind of almost 
just feel like, gosh, it's just never going to change. Like people like will just always abuse their power. And I began to get angry. Uh, and I would say it was righteous anger. And, and I say that because I think as a believer, you know, we are not to be uh, sitting still, you know, and not bothered by the injustices that happen in this world. We know that the injustices that happen in this world uh, are meaningful to God and to our Lord, and that He mourns uh, when brutalities like that happen. He mourns when, uh, you know, another black life is lost. He, mo- he mourns when a white life uh, is lost. He mourns when any life is lost because He loves us. And, uh, being that we are part of a human uh, system, uh, part of our human system is to provide judgment, and and judgment usually comes in some form of of punishment. Um, and so, you know, a lot of people will say, "Well, you know, Black Lives Matter," and then you know, someone will say, "Well, you know, all lives matter," and we lose track of, of, of the whole point of it because we're so polarized. We're always so polarized. You're here, I'm there. And we don't bring it back to Jesus. And the reality is that Jesus brings it back to the fact that God is merciful. He is a God of mercy. He is also a God of justice and righteousness, but he is also a God of mercy. And so my thought lately has been that when we as believers uh, insist on on having justice being in the form of punishment, that we're leaving out a completely different uh, part of our of ourselves uh, that can't be healed. I was uh, recently reading a book that um, I had read uh, my last semester in one of my classes, and, and the book is called Spiritual Caregiving um, uh, in Secular Sacraments by Ray Anderson. And in Chapter 7 of this book, it talks about um, injuries to the self. So injuries to to the person, uh, the spirit, the part of the person that is spirit. And a lot of times when you are spiritually hurt, it is very hard to go from justice to forgiveness because we may never feel justified. We may never feel like uh, our, our whatever our hurt that was happened to us uh, is, is, is been justified. You've received justice for it. And the thing is that we forget that in the spiritual kingdom, there's also another way, and that is the way of mercy. And, and that way of mercy really can lead to real, honest to goodness of forgiveness. Um, and so, I started to think about just my own uh, thoughts, you know, uh, in regards to like the police and just thinking, you know, seeing lots of signs, you know, defund the police, take money away from the police. And, and I start to think and I think, well, what, what, how is this going to help? You know, how, how does mercy play into this? And, and maybe what we have to remember is that not every police officer is a brutal person. Not every police officer it's going to hurt you. Not every police officer is a bad person, you know? And when we start to look at things through the lens of mercy, we start to see that there is goodness in mm-hmm. some of these 
people and we can't just paint everybody with the same brush. And sometimes the only way to forgiveness is to, to have that mercy and to, and to think, you know, these are our people who, you know, who are there to serve and protect. And unfortunately, you know, life gets to them and, you know, they do whatever they can to gratify themselves, right? At the end of the day, these people are also uh, hurt and broken. And, and we just have to remember that um, these are broken people. Just because you're a police officer or a doctor or a lawyer, it doesn't mean that you're not broken. We're all broken. We all have things. We Power can, or the abuse of power can really uh, take a hold of anybody, yeah. you know, and we have to fight that. We we fight that within ourselves and, and we also have to fight it in a, in, a, in a justice level by speaking up and by saying, yes, you know, we know this happened. We know that there's issues in the police level, you know, let's come and find a way to, to make it right for, you know, for everybody. Right. And, and let's not paint everybody with the same brush and let's not make every police officer a bad police officer, because that's just not true. Um, So, you know, this whole chat today, when when we were talking before we, before we went on and actually started recording, Steve uh, had asked me, you know, Carolina, what do you really want to share? And I said, you know, like the Lord's been really saying to me, I want you to talk about mercy because I think the world needs mercy. I think what we need is more mercy, you know, and can you find yourself maybe this week to maybe show mercy instead of punishment to someone, you know, maybe that's something that you may want to consider and see and see how that feels and, and talk to the Lord and see what, what he says about mercy. Right. Um, and how it applies to all the, uh, the abuses that are happening in this world today. Yeah. You know, I knew a guy in Bible school and uh, we were all, I'm going to guess thinking when we get out of here, we're going to be like in Christian ministry, pastor, um, evangelist, missionary, whatever, right? It doesn't always happen. And so a number of us found other jobs and secular work and what have you, and he became a cop. Mm-hmm. And I hadn't heard from him in a while, many, many years, actually. And then he popped up again one day on Facebook and, oh, okay, there's a buddy guy. I'm going to friend him and he's cool. And uh, you know what? Every time I saw him online, he was a guy... I, I'm. I, you're, buddy, you're cool. I like you. Your posts are funny. You bring something to social media that I enjoy. So when I see your name pop up, I don't say, oh, no. You know what I mean? Maybe, you know, someone in your news feed, you see their, their name. Oh, not that guy. You know, whatever. Not this guy. I mean, whatever he wrote, whatever he said, it was just beautiful. Okay? And then George Floyd gets shot. Or, sorry, see, it's always a black guy and a shooting. Mm-hmm. So he wasn't yeah. shot, of course, right? But he did die. And maybe two weeks after that or so, I'm not hearing from this guy now. I'm not seeing his posts and what have you. All of a sudden, I see a post from him. It's one of those, like, picture ones, square ones that have words on them. In the background is whatever it is. And his background was the color red and the color blue but all in a black background. And in front of the red splotch of light and the blue splotch of light and the black background was a pair of handcuffs. And in front of the the handcuffs was this paraphrase. Okay, for all of you guys out there who think that all cops are racists and all cops are bad, just unfriend me now, okay? And I'm like, whoa, I think you're like a little... (laughs) 
over too far the other way. We all think this about you. We, every person out there thinks the cops are bad. So I'm reading this thinking, who's saying it? Back then, who's saying this stuff? You know who was saying it mostly that I heard, that I saw? Black people. They were the ones saying, all cops are racist. And I'm sitting there black. And I'm like, he can't mean me, you know? So I, right. I, I took a breath because I'm like, I can't get offended here, you know? Took a breath. And I said, okay, I'm going to address this and write to him. And I just wrote, well, I, I wanted it to be the most beautiful post I ever wrote him in my life. He's married with kids. I said, look, you show love to your kids, love to your wife. You're an awesome and wonderful person. Every time you come on, your humor makes my day. I don't put you at all in that category. You know, and when I first met him, it was where? In a Bible school. Believe me, I never saw him that way. And I felt bad that there were people out there that made him feel like lots of people felt that about him. But, you know, you mentioned mercy. And you mentioned just, yeah. rather than jumping to, to a conclusion and saying, well, all those people are like this, or all of them are like that, or none of them do this, you know, can you put everybody in the same category? I, I grew up in James Lynch. I saw yeah. a lot of police brutality. You know, I'm a Hispanic woman, you know, so I've uh, encountered a lot of those kind of things myself. And so... You know, I'm coming from a place where as soon as I heard that, I thought to myself, gosh, not like still like there's still that um, there's still that abuse of power, these cops, you know. And then I started to think to myself, like, but not every police officer is like mm -hmm. that, you know. And so I know that it's easy to get into that into that space because that's what maybe your lens is. That's that's what your you got to yeah. think, like, we all have different lenses. We all have different experiences, right? So we are we all have a different perspective of, of what's happening. And, and I'm not saying in any way, shape, or form that any police brutality is acceptable in any perspective because right. it isn't. That's not what I'm saying. Right. What I'm saying is how do we respond, right? Yeah. Do we respond with punishment or do we respond with mercy? Mm -hmm. What is appropriate and what is appropriate for the situation and every situation is different. And so I can't speak for every situation, but for me, it has to be mercy because if I don't go with the mercy way, I know the way of justice, what it looks like for me. And it's, yeah. and it's, and it's not what God wants for me. Mm -hmm. You know, he, it's not what God wants for me. I know it's not what God wants for me. So yeah. Exactly. Well, yeah. So that's that's really you know the, the whole thing. You know, like uh, we know that everyone has a different perspective, and we know that everyone's life is different, and 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 you know maybe you have a different view than we do, and that's okay. Uh, it yeah. is okay for you to have a different view, and it's okay for you to have the same view. So. Yeah, very okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we are okay. You with know it. what? The thing is, we all have to have at the end of the day the view of Jesus, mm -hmm. and we all Amen. we may not have his view right now when it comes to varying topics. But if we're all on a journey to get to the place where we think the way he thinks and see things the way he sees things, that's what's important. That we all be on that journey and we all will get there at various times, different times, mm -hmm. in different ways. But if we are truly listening to the Lord's voice, he'll get us to where he wants us to be. And we will be all one in every conceivable way eventually if we just hear his voice and endeavor to walk towards him in the way he says to walk all the time we eventually will find ourselves on the same page as that guy out there who you're now you're saying 
how could he believe this? Well, one day yeah. you'll be on the same page because if both of you love Jesus, mm-hmm. he'll make it happen as you come closer mm-hmm. to him. So, yeah. and if you're a new believer and you don't know uh, all this stuff that this Jesus that we keep talking about, and you're just happening to tune in, you know, I would encourage you to. Uh, if you're wanting to know more of, of why we talk the way we walk and say the, uh, and say the things that we say, to read uh, the first four gospels of the New Testament, and mm-hmm. when you're run, when you're done reading those, read them again, and when you're done reading them, read them again, and when you're done reading it, read it again, because that's where you find out what Jesus said, yeah. what Jesus came here for what his purpose was, and what our responsibility is as stewards of this yeah. world. I, I, I don't, here I go again with my horrible bad segues, but I'm going to try anyway. Um, I see the time here, and you need to get going. And also, um, I, I think of our, our people out there listening, uh, my endeavor is that you can set aside half an hour of your time and listen in and uh, just hear what's going on and go on your way, you know? So we want to give that a priority again this week as well. Although now that I say that, I should say this. If you want to comment on anything you've heard today on this podcast, please do so. Where you are hearing it right now, there has to be a comment section, either on my page on Facebook or Carolina's or the Faith Filled Friday page on Facebook. Wherever you are right now, just go below it and leave a comment and just share a little bit about uh, you know what you're hearing today. We'd love to hear from you. Um, we'll, we'll keep it in love, keep it in Jesus, okay? It doesn't have to be on the same page. As, as long as we're all endeavoring to show love to one another, let's go from there, okay? With that Amen. being said, Carolina, I wanted you to end with prayer today. There are a lot of anxious parents out there, and your anxiety is growing every day. So if you could pray for that. But also, I feel like maybe there are people out there who are thinking, you know what? Today's topic, what you shared toward the end about mercy, is so important that maybe you can also dovetail into your prayer just uh, an appeal for us to all show more mercy to people that we can very easily, you know, demonize if you wanted to do that. So can you pray us out and then we'll uh, say goodbye? Amen. Yes, I can. Absolutely. Father, thank you so much for this opportunity for Steve and I to gather and to chat and to share our opinions. Lord, you tell us that when uh, two or more are gathered, there you're also, so we trust that you're here with us and your spirit is with us always. And and Lord, we just pray for our brothers and sisters uh, who are listening, um, who are sending their kids back to school, uh, who are maybe not sending their kids back to school. Whatever uh, people choose to do, Lord, I pray that you will help them feel safe. And, Lord, I pray that uh, you will allow us to be uh, image bearers um, of your uh, mercy and love for humanity, Lord. I pray that if the opportunity arises where we can show mercy, that we will choose mercy, Lord. Uh, We know that the way of the world is different than your way, and your kingdom is different than this worldly kingdom. And we just pray, Lord, that you will instill in us a heart of mercy and a heart of justice, Lord, and uh, that we can uh, encourage other brothers and sisters to to be the same. And, and Lord, I just pray for all of our brothers and sisters who are suffering right now because they're marginalized, because they are different, because uh, society has told them they are not wanted. Lord, we know they're wanted, and we just ask, Lord, that you will, you will just protect them and take care of them and just let your presence be known to them. 
I pray for all of the parents that are sending their kids to school, um, parents that have already sent their kids to school. I pray that their children will be safe. And I pray for all the parents that will be taking on the tremendous task of uh, taking care of their kids from home. And I pray all of this in your very holy name. Amen. Amen. Yes, that's good. Good prayer. Okay. Thanks, everybody out there for listening in. Again, leave comments and let us know your thoughts on what you heard today. Share something on Friday that is good and godly and faith-building and faith-filled. And we'll see you guys next time here on the podcast. Until then, take care. Take care. See you later, guys. Bye.